Away, you moldy rogue. Away. Hello and welcome back everyone to the latest episode of the Moldy Rogues podcast. Or maybe it isn't the latest. I hear some avid moldy nuts like to listen to the episodes in reverse order, which must make everything even more confusing than it currently is. But we say here at the Moldy Rogues, whatever works for you is fine by us. We shall not yuck your yum. On today's show, we have some more top trump top trumps. As difficult to say as it is to listen to, and another edition of Accent Accidents, where Hollywood's finest show us just how inept they can be. Let's get moving. So this here is the fan favorite feature, Top Trump Top Trumps, not easy, Top Trump Top Trumps. Top and Top Trumps. We choose a genre of Top Trump. We've had the Bible Top Trumps. We've had we uh, politician Top Trumps. Yeah. So it. we battle a random character from one of these genres of Top Trumps. Best way to explain mm. is through showing. So... Yeah, it's pretty we clear. Will, <laughs> we will let you go first. Choose a number between 1 and 44. 36. If you could describe the genre and the character to the listener, please. I literally have no idea who this person is. Well, would you dagger a guess and then I'll tell you what Top Trump packets from? So the notes, um, which I suppose would normally denote profession or particular strength. So the notes for Mr. Connor Klein are Porn Sug or Amazing Bottom. So he's mine. His topless prowess is four, so work to do. But his bottoming proficiency is a nine, so he's mm. really got that locked down. Yeah. His orgasm face emotiveness is a nine again. No work needed, pretty much. Bad Boy Attitude is a four. Good. This is from the gay porn Top Trump set. Brilliant, brilliant, um, yeah, brilliant. So another number? 11. So Connor Klein will fight. Okay, it's one of the more obscure battles that we've done. <laughs> Connor Klein is going to face Cho Chang. Right. It's Harry Potter's love interest in, I think, two of the earlier films. Magic is 45. Her cunning is 8, which is pretty low if you think her magic is out of 45. Wisdom 35, temper is 3. So she's lacking in temper. Doesn't say anything about her cum shot intensity. <laughs> be interesting to see what happens there. You're the home team in this game. Choose mm -hmm. the first one of your categories that you wish to fight against a schoolgirl with. Okay, in the interest of steering clear of any sort of inquiries, I'm going to go for a bad boy attitude. <laughs> ah, so you'd argue that Connor Klein, whose weakest attribute is bad boy attitude, 
would beat the magical wizard Cho Chang? Well, listen, it's mm. certainly Connor's weakest attribute. Yeah. Um, lest we say about his more powerful attributes, the better, I fear. But at the same time, it's still at least registering on the scale. Cho Chang, as far as I'm aware, does not have any bad boy attitude scale attribute to speak of. So he's no. won that. It's an open goal. I mean, as far as I remember from Barry Potter films, she was still reeling from the death of Cedric Diggory at the end of the fourth year at Hogwarts, while she was trying to romance HP. Wow, she seems to have moved on pretty fucking quick if she's already (laughs) dating HP. Perhaps reeling's a bit too strong. That is what the flavour text on the card says. So that's one nil to me. I mean, I would like it if Connor Klein didn't win this, so over to you. So I will... I mean, I could easily go for magic. I'm guessing Connor Klein wouldn't rate particularly high in magic. He looks like a man who's got some magic up his sleeve, but it's probably more on the uh, unforgivable curse end of the magic scale. It's not up his sleeve. Mm. Okay, Cho Chang is going to hit you with magic, which means at 1-1 we will have to go to a random third card to decide between these two. So, another number between 1 and 44, please. Let's go 30. Describe this, please. We've already got Cho Chang doing battle with Gay Porn's Connor Klein. So, who better to act as a tiebreaker than former assassinated President of Pakistan, Benazir Bhutto? Why ever not? Um, okay, she's got year of birth, power, fame, impact, courage, and it says just top Trump's rating, which is slightly reductive. Somehow she gets 62 power. Like, what? what is that measured out of versus what? What do you think this pack of top Trumps is? Assassinated okay, leaders, on, top Trumps. Assassinated leaders, top Trumps. I feel that Cho Chang needs to win because right. we cannot have Connor defeating her via Benazir Bhutto because the implications and lines that we've crossed there is just too yeah. numerous to mention. Quite right. Because you are the home team, you get to choose one of Benazir Bhutto's categories. So if you're trying to self-emoliate, pick something you think Cho Chang's going to win at. Courage. I I feel like Connor's done some pretty courageous things in his time. Yes, he's seen some things. I think fame. I think Cho Chang is more famous than I've I've already forgotten his name and we've just we've said it about nine times. Yeah, that's true. Let's go for fame. We will go for fame. Cho Chang, not the most famous of people, but I think we can both agree more famous than the bottoming proficient Connor Klein. So, Cho Chang is through to the next round. Give me another number, and this is who I will have. 20. 
Could you describe who my character is going to be? You have got the Gruffalo. Hmm. A size of 10, intelligence of 4, ugliness of 9. What do you think this top trump pack is? Mythical creatures? Yeah, mythical creatures, children's characters. Okay, I'm not particularly yeah. happy with that, but a number for your character, please. Two. Explain to the listener who you are. Victoria Becker. Is VIP a score of five? So he's 50% VIP. Um, age 36. He's not 36. If you work out what the top Trump pack is, then that will explain why it is 10 years out of date. I mean, if you look, and once again, to the listener, this will be on the website. So have a look. Do you not see what a fancy top Trump card this is? I believe this is a top Trump of people who were invited to the royal wedding. Ah, I see. Yeah, which is why she gets yeah. the VIP rating. Which one? The controversial one? Or <laughs> uh, the one that everyone's fine with? No, Will's. So this is VIP guests to the royal wedding, and you have plucked Victoria Beckham from that pack. Hmm. For a big day rating, is that somebody who's going to be really good at your wedding? I would guess so, yeah. She'll bring a nice gift. She won't embarrass herself, but she won't. She's not going to sing a song. Let's, let's pray she doesn't. She's not going to set the place on fire. No. Figuratively, not literally. All right, so I will choose something as the Gruffalo to defeat Victoria Beckham. These two, not often face-to-face. -face. I think intelligence-wise, they're a pretty even match. You know, I'll turn that back on you and say, <laughs> does the Gruffler have his own vacuum brand? Well, no, but that would be more ugliness. No, no, but I'm saying it, it takes a degree of intelligence to formulate a fashion brand. I, uh, well, I, don't, I say that. I don't really know. Just wearing clothes. The Gruffler probably could have his own fashion brand if he put <laughs> his mind to it. So I'm going to go with size. So mm -hmm. I am 100% size. Victoria doesn't actually say, but I think she's about 5 foot 7, something like that, 5 8. 3 foot 2, it says here. Yeah, you win that hands down. I'm, I'm going to win that. You, however, can come back at me. What would happen if the Gruffalo were to attend a royal wedding? I come back at you with celebrity press. That's some pretty thin ground. What, well, you think Gruffalo gets a lot of paparazzi shots? I think if he turns up to a royal wedding, he would, yeah. Assuming he's not at a royal wedding and just, <laughs> you know, going about his day-to-day -day business, popping into Waitrose, what have you, is he going to get papped? That's the question. Now, I'm suspending the fact that he's basically a massive minotaur <laughs> Because clearly, if we stay firmly in the real world, right. clearly he's going to get papped for that yeah. fact alone. But if we suspend reality for a second, do you think he is fame-wise as papable as Victoria Beckham? Because let's be honest, if you take a photo of one Minotaur, you basically could take a photo of any Minotaur, the same as cows or whatever else. That's my point. Am I right in thinking he's naked, isn't he? He's not got his cock out, though. It's sort of like a 
children's book naked. It's not like, you know, he's got his knob out all the time. Because, yeah, if a Minotaur runs to Waitrose with his knob out, he probably would get papped. I grant you that. Probably more likely to get attention than Victoria Beckham going into the same Waitrose. Let's say <laughs> if it's the Waitrose in Shepherd's Bush, right. you've got a Minotaur with his cock out walking in there. Or you've got Victoria Beckham. I would say the Minotaur with his cock out is going to raise more eyebrows. <laughs> However, on balance, <laughs> if the chips are down and everything's normal, Victoria Beckham is going to win. Actually, I think a picture of Victoria Beckham at the Royal Wedding was on the front page. There you go. Yeah, and the Gruffalo, yeah. uh, he, doesn't, he doesn't want the publicity either. Yeah, he's kind of reclusive. He doesn't really want interviews and photos plastered everywhere. Okay, I will give you Celebrity Press. That is Beckham's. Give me a number between 1 and 44, and we will get the decider. 43. You could describe this top trump to our listener, please. Dr. Chris Moulin. Yes. Uh, 41 publications, 13 for the H Factor. Yeah. He's got a two ref rating, a four for impact, 64 compact hours, contact hours, sorry, and uh, 14 book chapters. Are you familiar with Dr. Chris Mulan's work? No, no, I'm not. <laughs> Do you know what this top Trump set is? No. Or oh, it says top academics. So it I is. The best professors. It is the best worldwide professors, top Trumps. Could you describe Dr. Chris? He looks without wishing to be mean, <laughs> but he looks ever so slightly like uh, Brendan Fraser in The Whale. Yes, I couldn't work out what it was. I thought, I know, how do I know this? Not that that's going to detract from his scores. From the little I do know about Chris Mulan, he is, yeah. I'm trying to read the flavour text on his card, Mulan is a something, something at the University of... He does something at the University of Bologna. He contracted his PhD on metacognition. He contracted. Mm-hmm. And like he I say... contracted PhD. It's, it's not a disease. <laughs> it's very difficult to read. In Alzheimer's disease in the late 90s. But his uh-huh. dog, something, other things... Oh, he's done other things since. He likes his work. And nothing more than a glass of burgundy... When at the end of a hard day, Dr. Chris Muller. Okay, so this is tough. So I've got the Gruffalo. Um, Mm. I'm thinking Gruffalo publications. It's going to be zero, isn't it? Or can I count books about the Gruffalo? No. No. I don't know what ref rating. Do you think he's a referee on the weekends? Yeah, probably. He's refereeing 13, 20, and you can ref a Champions League game. So he's not quite there. He's like sort of Vauxhall Conference level. I can't see Chris Milan running around a football pitch. No. He looks like a head in a jar, to be honest, from the top drop picture of him. <laughs> I don't think I can use any of these on the Gruffalo. Does that mean Victoria automatically wins? Well, how many publications has Victoria got? Probably more than the Gruffalo. Probably published some like fashion pamphlets or something. More contact hours, for sure. All right, I'm going to go contact hours. It's probably easiest to contact... Victoria Beckham than it is the Gruffalo. Uh, no, I think Victoria would be a very difficult character to get hold of. What, harder than the fictional Gruffalo <laughs> who lives in a forest? 
I think you're right. I don't think the Gruffalo defeats Victoria on any of these. He did well, you know, credit where credit's due, but I think uh, contact hours let him down. Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jim Cheree. A sweep is as lucky as lucky can be. Jim Jiminy, Jim Jiminy, Jim Jim Cheree. Good luck, we're rub off when I shake sand. So, we haven't had an accent accent for a long time. Could you, for our many, many new listeners, just explain the conceit behind this? So, basically, this is where I get played a clip of an actor doing an accent in a famous film and I have to identify the actor, the film and the accent they're trying to do. Is that right? Yeah, if you can name the actor's the main thing, but name the actor and the film. I know where the bastard sleeps. <laughs> so there's a real grab bag, a real variety here. There's some that are very tricky, some super easy, but some very interesting ones. If you could play 5.1 for us, please. I will. Right, let's go to the pub. Ah, okay. Mm. Right, let's go to the pub. Do you want me to sprinkle some information on on this? Please. Very famous actor in what is considered one of the worst atrocities to human language. This isn't actually a movie. This is in one of the most famous situation comedies ever made, and they were supposed to be from a certain part of Britain. And this very famous actor from a very different part of Britain. So you can hear him fighting his natural accent. If you could play it again, please. Right, let's go to the pub. Right, let's go to the pub. Um, sounds a little bit like Reese Shearsmith doing Papa <laughs> Lazarus. It's not ringing any bells. Um, no. So which part of the country no. would you, if you were to throw a dart at the map, like where that accent's from. Where it was intended to go, yeah. It's supposed to be Yorkshire. Makes sense. Can uh, you hear the accent underneath this very much fighting its way through? No, this one's got me. No, this is. I think this is one of these where if you were a fan of the sitcom, you will have known about it. Did you ever watch Frasier? No, I did not. So they brought across Richard E. Grant, very posh English guy, to do Mancunian. It was terrible. And they brought across Robbie Coltrane. Yeah. That's what I was getting, is hints of scotch. Yes. So he's doing a sort of Glaswegian Mancunian. Ah, let's go to the pub. Those ah, let's go to the pub. So that is number one. Have a go at number two. I'm um, upset because it is my country and this is a scandal. Do you remember anything before you fainted? Well, it's my country and the scandal. So the accent, obviously. <laughs> is it French by any chance? <laughs> this is why the accent itself is not much of a reach. Any idea on the actor? It's a pretty famous American actor. He's probably in his late 60s by now. You'll certainly have heard of him. He's a pretty famous guy. The film is a curiosity called French Kiss. It's Kevin Klein. Ah, oh, Kevin mm. Klein, of course. Okay, have a no. pop at number three. Not seen French Kiss, never will either. He got me by the elbow. See, Ray? Messing about. Moving the flesh about on it. Right, what is that supposed to be? 
Yes. Now wait till I tell you that it is arguably one of the greatest actors of all time. He got me by the elbow. When you find out who it is, because let's face it, you're not going to work it out, you will not be able to help yourself because he's got a, an incredibly famous voice. Try 3B. So it's the same film, same actor, same ludicrous accent. I thought everyone has gone mad. I said everyone has gone mad. <laughs> Do you know who he's got hints of? I have no idea what the film would be. Uh, Al Pacino. Jimbo. It is Al Pacino. And what on earth do you think he's trying to do? I have no idea. Is it, is it meant to be British, like Cockney or something? Play the first one again. He got me by the elbow. See, Ray? Messing about. Moving the flesh about on it. Uh... You see, what I like about that is when he gets to the word moving and he goes proper Al Pacino just for one word in the middle. Moving... I have my three and six ready right when he come up to me. Right up to me. Moving. Um, I think it's supposed to be Cockney, isn't it? But he sounds like a Cockney with a speech impediment. Yeah. Um, he got me by the elbow and he was walking my skin around and then I had my three and six ready and he came <laughs> right up to me. I'll send you the clip. It's a three-minute monologue he gives in an obscure film called The Local Stigmatic. Now, from that same Frasier episode that I mentioned earlier, so a bunch of British folk go over pretending to be British. Play number four with that in mind. At a soccer riot, she stopped a Spanish bloke from smashing a chair over me head. This is a person playing Daphne Moon's father, so a Mancunian father. Mm -hmm. Press 4B for another example of a very famous actor, one of your faves, doing Mancunian. Because they love nothing more in Manchester than to say the word soccer. And then we went out, got squiffy and half starkers and snogged behind the chippy. <laughs> and then we went out, got squiffy and half starkers and snogged behind the chippy. If this is not who it is, this is going to sound very odd. But is it Logan Roy himself, Brian Cox? You think Logan Roy, one of the top paid actors in the world, famous for his Scottishness, who does a Scottish accent in every single thing he's ever done, went over to do a sitcom to pretend to be Mancunian? It very much appears that I do think that, yes. You are absolutely correct. Yes, it is. <laughs> the first one I didn't get. The second one I did. Yeah. It's only because I've been re-watching Succession recently that I, <laughs> I caught it. If anything screams Mancunian, it is people talking about going to a soccer riot. But soccer riot. I have to stop a Spanish lady from smashing a chair over my head. I know I went behind a chepe and I had a snob. <laughs> In Manchester. They could have just made it easier for everyone. There is a chance that maybe she has a relative from Scotland and a relative from London or something. They don't all have to be from Manchester. There is also yeah. that. Matter at a football match, it was kicking off. When did you guys originally meet? Oh, well, it's a funny story, actually. I met your mother at a soccer ride. Um, and then after the ride had finished, we, uh, we ended up having a snog behind the chippy. This is what we get up to in Manchester. I imagine this is due to the squiffiness. Even the scripture doesn't, to be honest, due to the pure adrenaline from the soccer riot. It was quite the event. 
Okay, you have turned this around somewhat. Have a go at what we would call in the business an open goal. Number five. If your majesty were to offer justice, justice in the form of a charter of liberties, allowing every man to forage for his hearth. Ooh, that's going all over the place, that one. <laughs> it starts off Irish, and then it goes a bit Yorkshire, and then sort of, mm-hmm. if your majesty were to allow the working man a place to forage, and oof, yeah. Bit of Logan that's, Roy in there as well. That's swerving all over the road. Down the chippy. Try 5B. <laughs> if your majesty were to allow the local man to forage wherever he wants, and then to, yeah, it's all, all right, 5B, let's go. And that king would be great. Not only would he receive the loyalty of his people, but their love as well. That king would be great. Not only would he receive the king's loyalty, but also their patronage. What's going on here? There's a wee bit of Scottish in there, and then he goes like proper Yorkshire. He starts off American, then goes to Yorkshire, then goes to Scotland, then goes back to America, I think. Let's listen again. Every Englishman's home is his castle. Castle? <laughs> Every Englishman's home is his castle in the most Scottish accent he could manage. Every Englishman's home is his fucking castle. I am stunned you haven't got this because the first time we ever played this, you named this film and this performance. Oh, as... so I can't watch it. I can't watch it. If it is what I think it is, is it Robin yeah. Hood? I and cannot is, watch it. Who is the man? It's Russell Crowe. Yes. It's Russell Crowe. Like, it just skids all over the road, and it annoys me so much. I've still, to this day, not seen it. I'd rather he just played it full Aussie, to be honest. Ah, Christ, mate, they've taken Maid Marian up to the tower. That's fine. I'll deal with that. I'm going to do a shoey, and then I'm going to go rescue her. <laughs> I mean, I've had an absolute nightmare. The sheriff's just <laughs> gone and taken Maid Marian up to the fucking tower. I'd watch that. And that was certainly that. Thanks for making it to the bitter end. Next week, we have a triple bill of fun and frolics with more secrets to a long life, roll dial or wrong doll, and cock or not. Until then. Goodbye. See you next time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.